This year, Arab and Muslim Americans flooded polling centers in the midst of what was arguably the most politically charged U.S. presidential race. We immigrant communities, black communities, Hispanic communities, LGBTQ communities, we're all pretty much limited to what we can say about voting. Voting makes a huge impact in that, and I do feel like that's one thing that I can do to make a difference, then I'm going to go do it. Stay tuned to hear more about their pivotal role in voting Donald Trump out of office. Welcome to the New Arab Voice, our podcast bringing you the latest and most compelling stories from the Middle East, North Africa, and beyond. I am your host, Daniel Hijaji, and this week we'll be tackling Arab and Muslim Americans' instrumental roles in electing Democrat Joe Biden as President of the United States. The people of this nation have spoken. They've delivered us a clear victory, a convincing victory, a victory for we the people. We've won with the most votes ever cast on presidential ticket in the history of the nation, 74 million. Americans across political lines breathed a collective sigh of relief after Democrat and former Vice President Joe Biden defeated President Donald Trump in this year's race to the White House. While President Trump has so far refused to concede the presidency, Biden's win represented a shift in Americans' political engagement since 2016. Biden's record of more than 75 million votes, and that's the most for any presidential candidate in U.S. history, was credited to a record voter turnout, especially among minority communities. 78% of eligible Muslim voters in the United States have registered to vote, according to the American Muslim Poll by the Institute of Social Policy and Understanding. That's a significant increase compared to 60% in 2016. Arab and Muslim Americans were among the minorities who came out in droves to cast their votes this year. Both groups have largely felt ostracized, even vilified by past administrations, chief among them the Trump White House. However, this year saw a louder collective of voter engagement initiatives aimed at Arab and Muslim voters. Campaigns such as Yalla Vote and My Muslim Vote encouraged members of both communities towards polling stations. On October 8, the first ever National Arab American Voting Day was established by advocacy groups. I felt compelled to volunteer for the same reasons I think a lot of Americans felt like they they were driven to action, um, feeling like our constitution was at risk, that our democracy were at risk, that our institutions uh, were being threatened. The first thing that this man did uh, was pass a Muslim ban. That was his first executive order days after he was uh, uh, inaugurated. Um, and so I've made it my mission to, to defeat him, and we did. Serena Abushakra is based in Detroit, Michigan, and volunteered with Arab Americans for Biden. Having worked alongside the Biden campaign, she noted the newfound importance attributed to Arab Americans in the run-up to the elections. I worked on two different focus groups for the Biden campaign, two different get-out-the-vote, uh, specifically targeted at Arab American women, uh, as well as one major get-out-the-vote rally. And that was just the stuff that I touched. 
so, you know, it's, it's safe to say that there's never been this much attention given to the Arab American community in Michigan and nationally. Uh, we had uh, representatives from the campaign near us and around us, you know, uh, on a daily basis and in communication with us, asking us what resources and support we needed to galvanize the community. So truly, it was it was quite a remarkable thing to see. And and uh, it feels it feels good. It feels good as an Arab American to have that kind of support and that kind of respect at the highest levels. Michigan is a pivotal swing state and home to the city of Dearborn, dubbed the Arab capital of North America. Dearborn's population also includes a large concentration of Muslims. Michigan had always been considered a Democrat stronghold until 2016, when the majority white working class voters turned the Great Lakes state red for Trump. This year, however, Joe Biden won Michigan and its 16 electoral votes in no small part thanks to a larger turnout of Arab and Muslim American voters. Abdullah Hamoud, a Democrat state representative from Michigan's 15th district, was galvanized by his constituents' turnout to polling stations. You know, voter turnout was very high here in the city of Dearborn. We, you know, in, in many areas, we crossed 65, 70 percent turnout, which is great. And we've never seen anything like it before. On top of that, across the state of Michigan, you know, 30,000 people registered the same the day of the election. Um, so what we saw a large increase of turnout in the American community and the Muslim American community. President Trump has so far refused to accept the election results, floating baseless conspiracy theories of voter fraud to cast doubt on his defeat. The Trump campaign has filed numerous lawsuits against ballot counts in key states, including Michigan. A lawsuit was just filed in the state of Michigan to throw out 1.2 million votes. Um, And that includes uh, Wayne, Washtenaw, and Ingham counties, which are like Democratic heavy counties. Wayne County is where Dearborn is located, Detroit is located. So they just want to throw away 1.2 million ballots, as basically what the Trump campaign is filing and saying, because of, quote unquote, suspected fraud. You know, it makes you fearful for democracy. Obviously, you know, Trump has always acted like a tyrant, and this is not partisan talk. The majority of people of color reside in Wayne County. I think it's the highest. Uh, You know, Detroit is a majority black African-American city. Um, the city of Hamtramck, which is in Wayne County, uh, is the largest Muslim-American concentrated community. The city of Dearborn, largest American concentration in the surrounding areas as well, southeast Michigan, which is basically Wayne County. 100% this is the means of disenfranchising and marginalizing communities of color, uh, which tend to vote more towards the Democratic Party. As for the incoming Biden administration, Hamoud expressed hopes for promises kept and better representation in the White House. And in the general election, it's not that I had this blind faith and trust in Joe Biden. It's that he gave us the commitment that members of the American community, of the Muslim American community, will be a part of his administration in key roles and key positions at the decision-making table where their voices are valued. And I think that's the commitment that we're looking for. Now, I do know that some of those members that we've had, we had these conversations with are part of the transition team, which is great to see. Uh, It means that so far, so good. Uh, But we're hopeful that once he assumes office and the appointments begin to be made, we see members of our community appointed to those key decisions that they promised us on the campaign trail. After performing their civic duty to help prevent a second Trump term, America's Arabs and Muslims are hoping for inclusion, representation and drastic policy changes at a federal level. Whether President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will keep their word remains to be seen. Thank you for listening to The New Arab Voice. This episode was hosted by myself, Daniel Hijaji, and produced by my colleague, Gaya Karamatsa. 
Don't forget to follow The New Arab on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you in two weeks' time.